Hello and welcome to episode 211 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we're doing kind of part two of our uh, Frixian All Will Be One, uh, I guess, set review. Set review. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be a little bit more of a two-parter, but we went a little long on Toxic last week and really only scratched the surface of cards, so it's only technically a two-parter. We're going to call it a two-parter, though. Hey, technically correct is the best kind of correct. That's right. So if you want to get at us on social media, tell us what you're excited about, what we missed, all that jazz, all those links, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, are all in the description below. Yeah, hit them up. Uh, If you're looking to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is really easy. When you buy stuff, use our TCG Player affiliate link. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, TCG Player is usually the best deal around also. So you're getting the best deal and it doesn't cost you anything to support the show. So if you head on over to tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com and then do whatever shopping you're going to do, we would really appreciate that. Uh, The second way, if you feel like we do a really good job and you want to hook us up, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, Chip a couple bucks in, however much you feel we're worth, we would appreciate. There's tiers of all levels, or you could put in whatever amount you want. That's there also. Mm -hmm. Um, Patrons get access to our show notes so that you have kind of a sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about the following week. And then they also get access to our pre-show which is us just kind of catching up for the most part, uh, making sure all our equipment's working. Today there was a whole lot of making sure our equipment's working because I got a new computer and it was not working. (laughs) Uh, So our patrons got access to... That's right, we're currently working. Our patrons got to uh, stumble through that process with us, though. They got some sick audio, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, sorry in... I guess not advanced, but in retrospect, I apologize. Um, patrons also get put on my mailing list. Occasionally, I have some cool stuff that I order in and send out to the patrons as a thank you. So if you want to be included in that, uh, send me your address when you sign up, and I will send stuff out to you. Yeah. Uh, we got anything else for cleaning up? I don't think. I think we're. Uh, I think that's about everything. All right, let's jump into the show then. Um, Normally, when we do these, we like to talk about the limited archetypes kind of on their own because everybody can use that going into either their pre-release weekend when they're building their sealed deck or when it drops on Arena. Um, A lot of people play limited and, you know, they can kind of have a refresher of what the draft archetypes are going to be. So we like to break those out separate from our set review. Um, And we... Didn't have all of the signpost uncommons last week, so we're going to do those right now. Right now, let's go. Right now. Uh, first up is white and blue, and this is artifact control, is wh- what the archetype is called. It's, is what they said on the stream. Yeah. Um, so. I'm assuming they're calling it control because traditionally white and blue are the control colors. Mm-hmm. Um even though this cephalopod sentry isn't necessarily a control card. Um, It's just kind of an artifact matters card. This is kind of an artifact set, Mm -hmm. and white and blue are going to be artifact matters. Um, Cephalopod sentry is two white-blue for a star five Phyrexian squid artifact creature with flying. 
and its power is equal to the number of artifacts you control. So obviously cares about the number of artifacts you have. So I'm like counting as we're talking mm-hmm. and just on the first like page there are five creatures, well five artifacts that are blue or white. I think four of them are creatures mm-hmm. that um that are blue and white that would like power the sky up. Yeah. Also this the... guy likes all of the four Mirrodin equipment. Yep. For sure. Are the uh, are the the mites artifacts? Yes, the mite tokens. Yeah, did, so that yes. powers it up as well. Uh, mites is one of the one of the white themes, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of white cards that make mite creature tokens with toxic, um, and they will power up all your artifact synergies as well. Yeah, like there are a ton of creatures that are artifacts. Mm-hmm. At like common and uncommon in blue and white, so like this could easily be like a four mana five five. Yeah, and we were talking a little bit during the pre-show that there's randomly a couple like affinity cards, mm-hmm. and one of them is in white also, right? Yeah, uh, it's like a don't know what it's remember what it's called. Let's see if I can find it. Um, a plated onslaught is three white white for an instant. It's gives your creatures plus two plus one. But has affinity for artifacts, so like in this deck, it's two mana kill your opponent. Basically, yeah. Right, you get like three or four artifacts out, and you're just like trumpet blast you, but yeah. white. Hey, that was like the best archetype in uh, Dominaria was red white trumpet blast. Mm-hmm. That deck was great. <laughs> so this is. Blue white, better trumpet. Blue white, your things that you trumpet blast also fly. So that's right. that's usually a pretty good recipe. Seems decent. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of cards like you'll easily have like, I mean, especially if you're like trying, you'll easily have half your cards be artifacts in blue yeah. and white. Yeah, and like I said, plus whatever random token synergies you have, they're mm-hmm. all going to be artifacts as well. All right. Next up, we have. Uh, Again, wizards, chef's kiss, uh, blue black, <laughs> corrupted control. Well, to be fair, this isn't wizards' fault. Um, wizards used to do these limited articles. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do anymore. The last few sets, I haven't been able to find a wizards of the coast limited archetypes art- article. Um, yeah, and I didn't have time to write descriptions, so I stole these from someone else's article. But. That person stole their their stuff from Andrew Brown, game designer at Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> so, uh, again, we are a multi billion dollar arm of a billion a multi billion dollar corporation. Can't can't throw someone two hundred and fifty bucks to write an article, or even Jerry yep. T's rate. Can't <laughs> throw someone like a thousand bucks to write an article. Can't do it. Yep. How many articles of these articles do we need a year? Four. Can't spare four grand. Can't do it. <laughs> Too much. You know, you know, we would have got an article if we would have bought four more um as the thirtieth anniversary packs. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. They had to cut they had to cut the articles after that. It's yeah. our fault. Anyway, no, we have they cut the articles before that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they they'd make us feel bad. Um Yeah. 
We saw the backlash and we cut the articles. Um, <laughs> so we have a Void Wing Hybrid. Um, mm-hmm. It is blue-black for a 2-1 flyer at Uncommon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Toxic 1. And when you proliferate, return uh, this from your graveyard to your hand. So it doesn't okay. it doesn't have Death Touch. Like, I thought it was just Baleful Strix initially. Like, without the draw yeah. card. Like, it draws itself. But this is like, you play this and aggressively trade it off. And if your deck has any kind of proliferate, you get to buy it back. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's a pretty good rate too. It, oh yeah, a two it one back for free and a two one flying. For I two mean, mana. there's not a huge difference between a two one flyer and a two two flyer, right? Like and like, Wing Drake used to be like the bar, and it mm-hmm. was a two two flyer for three, right? Right, and then I know we got like a three two flyer for three last set or the set before, mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, this is just like kind of above for a for a two mana thing, and the fact that you get to bring it back. Yeah, I would it, like. Um, oh, good. I was just gonna say that the the archetype for this is supposedly corrupted control. Mm-hmm. Um, this, even though it doesn't have corrupted on it, this kind of plays into it. This card is looking to play a long game, which fits with a control aspect, and the fact that. It has toxic and cares about proliferate means that you're probably going to be turning on your corrupted stuff, which is also in this color combination. Yeah, like just you, you may just, I think we talked about this last week, just get that first counter, cast two things that have proliferate, and then all of your cards get really good. Yeah. I guess all you need to do is just get to three. Yep. Um. So I was going to say, uh, using, oh gosh, whatever, was it Midnight Hunt? I think it was Midnight Hunt as the uh, example. Remember when they like put um, a, decayed, a decayed zombie on everything for no mana cost? Yep. Um, if you go through this set and look at the stuff that has Proliferate on it, mm-hmm. they forgot to put a mana cost on prol- Proliferate. Like, it is just, yeah. just it is free. free? Over and over and over again. And that is usually a recipe for something that is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And like the cards. So like here, Serum Snare. One of the blue, return target creature to its owner's hand. Right, so may, target non-land permanent. I'm sorry, return target non-land permanent. Um, and that permanent had mana value three or less, proliferate. Mm-hmm. Right, like that... The first part of that card... It's the rate for that. Yeah, is the rate, and then they just stuck yep. proliferate on it. Um, yeah. yeah, so, like, there's just, like, that was just... There's the the counter spell, the, yeah. the set counter spell, one blue-blue counter target spell, have... Um, what's it called? Have set ability stapled onto it. Yeah. And they have that as well. So, oh, I just went past three blue blue draw three cards proliferate Mm -hmm. like that is the cost of draw three cards on like a common or an uncommon is five so there's just a lot of we just stuck proliferate on this and we're hoping it's okay Mm -hmm. so this guy won't be hard to trigger no should be pretty straightforward next up we have black red 
the theme of black red is sacrifice with artifacts and creatures and the signpost for this archetype is charforger one black red for a two three phyrexian beast when charforger enters the battlefield create a one one phyrexian goblin creature token Whenever another creature or artifact you control is put in the graveyard from the battlefield, put an oil counter on Charforger, and you can remove three oil counters from Charforger to uh, exile the top card of your library, and you may play that card this turn. <sighs> so, right. sacrifice synergies, and this thing turns it into card advantage eventually, but mm -hmm. isn't a sacrifice outlet, so I'm assuming there's other sacrifice outlets. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, there are. Like, I just once I would love it if like the black red archetype was like black red flyers, or like black any red control black red any number of things other than it's sacrifice. But this time you're sacrificing something else. Yeah, yeah. Or not only sacking creatures, but artifacts too. Artifacts too. It's like thanks. Um, yeah. Yeah. One one day, just give me a different archetype. Just just one. Just <laughs> just hit me with something that is that is different than than black red sack. I mean, it's fine. I guess it depends on like what the sacrifice outlets are. Like I'm like quick scroll. There's like Nahiri sacrifice, which is like sacrifice things and deal damage equal to the converted mana cost to any number yeah. of things. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find the other sacrifice there was a, outlets. There was a bone shards. Okay. Um, annihilating glare. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a black mana for a sorcery is an additional cost to cast this. Pay four mana or sacrifice an artifact or creature. Gotcha. So, yeah, the the eaten alive variant. Yep. There's a there's a couple creatures that like let you sacrifice like one thing per turn I think. Yeah. So there's a little bit of stuff there. Mm -hmm. I mean it seems fine, but I also feel like it is kind of just a thing we we get like every set. Yeah. Like yeah, one, I don't think there's much more to say about it than that. It's, yeah, we we've like, had it every set, and this card I don't think is particularly compelling. So no, where we'll is the? the I know I saw it. The threaten effect is it four mana in this set? Like that uh, is yes. The, Awaken the sleeper. Oh, is that what Three it is? In a red. Okay, and yeah. Control a target creature till end of turn. Untap it. Gains haste. Mm -hmm. If it's equipped, you can destroy all equipment attached to it. Okay. That's what you get for your extra red mana. Yeah, like... Fine. Um, yep. But it... Like, that is your... Um, like, it being four mana is rough. Mm-hmm. So that's usually, like, if it's three mana, then you're, like, really doing it. Yep. But, yeah, so it's fine. Like, I'm not like, ooh, let's play Black Red Sacrifice. No, me neither. Right. Which is not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. That is usually your jam. Yeah. All right. Uh, red green is oil oil counters. Mm -hmm. So oil counters, if you 
I think we mentioned this before, right? It's just like a collection of things that gets moved around and then you often use it to pay some cost. Either like remove it to untap a thing, remove it to deal damage, something, right? As we saw last It's energy, but they're on a thing instead of on you. That is, I thought, I thought about that the other day. And if you go super deep, super deep, do you remember where energy came from? Uh, it was an unused mechanic from original Mirrodin, right? Yes. So, like, Mario talked about, like, it was in his notebook, so they busted it out for Kaladesh, and so, like, this, this almost feels like fixed, um, energy, Energy. where instead of you getting all the oil counters, right, you can kill your, uh, your thing that has all the oil counters and you lose that resource. Yeah. So we have Cinderlast Ravager for uh, red green for a 5 5. And the spell costs one less to cast for each permanent you control with an oil counter on it. And it has vigilance. Mm-hmm. And when it enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to each creature your opponent controls. Hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know how relevant. Oh, I guess like with the mites and stuff, that It gets the mites, so that matters. But I was gonna say like, like what's fi- this thing gonna cost? Like three mana most of the time, four mana? Probably four. Like I think it's realistic that you could like build your deck and you could consistently have two things with oil counters. Yeah. Right. Like so, a four mana five five. What was that stupid uh, like red red green green thing from uh, guilds? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Right. Like a four four mana five five is kind of a beating. Now, granted, I just compared it to a card from, like, four years ago, so that comparison might be totally flawed now. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think that card was mostly vanilla, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, like, Vigilance is kind of mostly vanilla. Yeah. But, like, I'd rather it have Trample, but, hey, can't get everything. Or Haste. Yeah. Or all of it, like, I don't know, uh, Questing Ravager. Questy Boy. Yeah. Does art give you like pyramid head vibes? A little. Like he's like looking down. Yeah. Oh, is there gum on my shoe? There you go. <laughs> um So yeah, I think you could probably expect it to cost like four pretty consistently. I think that's like where it's good. Yeah. If you can go like two, three this guy, mm-hmm. like you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, I think there's there's plenty of like random cards with oil counters on them. And again, I think some of it like hasn't been costed in. So I mm-hmm. think even just a normal limited deck is going to have access to some number of oil. Like every limited deck is going to have some sort of oil counter something in it. Yeah, um, there's just so, too many yeah. cards and to not have it. Yeah, and it, it does seem like the oil counters are kind of focused. There's more in red and green than some of the other colors. Um, so I think you should be able to turn this guy on, no problem. Yeah, agreed. He's just gonna like kind of be like free. Mm-hmm. Like, oh hey, thing. He's like, thanks. Um, yep. Well, not free, but like you're not gonna have to build that much around him. Like you're gonna be red and green, and you're gonna get this. And you're like, oh, awesome. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, what's up next here? We have green white, and this is kind of go wide and toxic. And the uh, uncommon we have is Slaughter Stinger. 
green-white for a 2-2 with Toxic 2. And whenever another creature you control with Toxic attacks, it gets plus 1, plus 1 till end of turn. So it's like a lord for your poison boys. Um, so speaking of art commentary, the way his hands are, it makes me just like, oh my god, what happened to my head? What happened to my head? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you gotta... You, I know this is an audio medium, but you should go check out the YouTube and watch the uh, and watch to see to see exactly what we're talking about. So, uh, Toxic Two is kind of a beating. Um, if you especially like if this format is at all slow, like mm-hmm. this might get in for a couple turns before they either have an answer or a blocker for it. Yeah, and you like have that. Yeah, and, you know, if you think about it, Toxic 2 is equivalent to 4 power. Mm-hmm. Right, you're as close to dead with uh, 6 poison counters as you are at 8 life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then the fact that it makes your things bigger and lets, like, you get in an attack that you might not otherwise have. Yep. Is pretty solid. I mean, yeah, and I think we talked last week a lot about how, um, like, green and white's probably a pretty good color for if you're trying to make toxic work in standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that we re- need to rehash all of that, but there's definitely support for toxic in green and white. Mm-hmm. And any, like, and green has a lot of, like, proliferate nonsense mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And so, right, you could be in a situation where, like, oh, what is this? Carter's just looking at it. Canker Bloom, right? It's one of the blue for a 3-2. Or sorry, one of the green for a 3-2 because power creep. And right. then you can sacrifice it to destroy an artifact, destroy an enchantment, or to proliferate, right? Like, you get your opponent to like 9, and you draw yep. your Canker Bloom and they lose. Yep. Right? So I think there's going to be a lot of like, you know, or here we go. Cadaverous Canopy. Destroy target artifact, enchantment, or creature with flying. If that permanent mana value is three or less, proliferate. Cool, right. yep. And it's like, oh, that's just like easy money. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, I kill your little thing and now you die. Yep. So, yeah, but like I'm I'm interested to see if this comes together. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out. We will. The uh, white-black. What's white-black? Uh, we've got Vivisection Evangelist for three white-black for a 4-4 four, four with Vigilance. And it has Corrupted. When it enters the battlefield, an opponent has three or more poison counters to destroy target, creature, or planeswalker, and opponent controls. So... You're doing corrupty things. Yes, you're doing corrupted stuff. Uh, what, what was it? It was cor- Toxic and Corrupted Synergies. Ooh. This is a huge payoff for uh, getting to Corrupted. Yeah. Now, it has the super awkward thing of if you haven't got to Corrupted, it's bad. Yeah, but if you have, it's like a guaranteed two for one. Oh, it's... um. Well, like, Skyfisher Spider wasn't a two-for-one because they had to sack something. That was, like, the best uncommon in the last set. Yeah. Right? Like, this could very easily be the best uncommon in this set. Like, if getting to three poison counters is trivial. Yeah. Well, right? think think about how good Chupacabra was. 
This is one more mana. It has vigilance. It's twice as big, and it tags planeswalkers. Yeah, no, it's you have to do a little bit of work on the front end, but yeah. it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Like we said, it a lot of these mechanics seem like they're kind of freebies. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be too hard, especially by turn five or six when this comes down. Mm-hmm. You should have gotten gotten a couple swings in. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it is, um, oh, what is it? Like, getting that first counter is going to be, like, the difficult thing, and then getting the next two will be more straightforward with, you know, again, random proliferate stuff. There's, like, a black removal spell that's like, hey, kill a thing, proliferate. Yeah, aren't there a couple cards that, like, just give your opponent poison counter too there is a blue one that's just like there's a green one too and then there's like a black one where like they lose two life you draw two cards and they get a poison counter or something here it is yeah you draw two cards and lose two life each opponent gets a poison counter yeah i think there's a green one as well i'm trying to find it now um there's a blue one in each color yeah the uh the fight spell Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Each opponent opponent gets a poison counter. Yeah, so like getting a get that first one and then like randomly proliferate uh, a counter or two. Are there one in white and red? Um, I did not see them, but I wasn't looking super hard. Yeah. And What's hard, and, like, maybe this is just me, is, like, the cards are so wordy now that, like, yeah. some of that stuff, like, I'm going to, like, miss. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I guess buried in there, there was, like, you get a poison counter. Yeah. It's like, I miss that. Uh, yeah, I don't see one. I don't see one. Okay. Um, There's not in white. I don't know about red. But, yeah, you have enough ways to get a few poison counters. And, like, this is worth putting in the work Mm -hmm. to get to turn it on. Yeah. Because, like, that is just a very strong ability. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm in for this. If you can consistently turn it on, which I think you can. Yeah, I think so, too. And this deck is probably not going to try and poison your opponent out of the game. No. I don't I don't know that it has the tools to do that. I think it just wants to turn on the corrupted stuff and use corrupted for value. Yes, exactly. Next up, we have blue and red. These are surprise surprise instance and sorcery matter. <laughs> wow. This time with oil counters though. Mm. So we have serum core chimera. Uh, two red or two blue red for a two four flyer. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, put an oil counter on Serum Core Chimera. Remove three oil counters, draw a card, then you may discard a non land card. When you discard a card this way, Serum Core Chimera deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker. Activate as a sorcery. Okay. Seems fine. Um, um, in limited, this is pretty tough to pull off. I think, like, to have your payoff be 
after your third spell cast, like you got to run a super high density of non-creature spells. Mm-hmm. But again, like you've got, uh, I think there's some cards that are just like, uh, like randomly proliferate, like again, Serum Snare. And so like it would count, it would trigger to put the counter on this. And then and proliferate. Then, and then proliferate. So like the yeah. cards that give you like kind of a free proliferate, are yeah. going to like really like pop off with these. Mm-hmm. Also, we have Thrumming Bird back. Yes. So like, again, it's a lot of like get the first counter on it and then try to proliferate your way to the rest. Mm-hmm. So, but you are right. Like it is hard to like, you get to draw a card, discard a spell. Right. And um, then you get to deal three to something. It's like that's an awful lot of work for not really kill the thing. Three to something. Yeah. Yeah. And also it can't hit players, so Yeah, like you can't even like pile it up and be like, All right, we're gonna like machine gun you down. Yeah. Um, it's also like not super off rate either though. Like a two four flyer for four isn't good, but it's not Yeah. It's, it's not that far out of like yeah, where you should be. I agree. But it just feels, I don't know, it feels kind of meh. Yeah. All right. Yep. So what do we got for the next one here? Uh, black green Ooh. is toxic and reanimation synergies. Okay. And we have Necrogen Rot Priest here. Two black green for a 1-5. It has toxic two. And whenever a creature you control with toxic deals combat damage to a player... That player gets an additional poison counter. And you can pay one black green to give a creature you control with toxic death touch until end of turn. So you're incentivizing your opponent to not block with mm-hmm. threat of activation. And then also it gives them extra poison counters. So this deck is looking to kill your opponents with poison, whereas the white black was just looking to turn on corrupted. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm sure this deck is going to have some corrupted stuff at well, but I think this deck is looking to kill with toxic. Agreed. They're they're trying to like. I mean, this guy hits for three poison yep. counters. Yep. Like that's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's a four turn clock. It's like effectively a five five. Yep. It it also has a really big butt, so it wears its death touch pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to kill whatever it's in combat with and more than likely survive instead of just trade. I have never heard where's his death touch well. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Gotta coin these things. Yeah, gotta get him gotta get it on the ground floor. That's right. So there's also like we were talking about like random proliferate stuff. We have like thirsting roots. Mm-hmm. Which is a lay of the land, search for a basic. But also you could, or you could proliferate, mm-hmm. right? So like, you have that card because you want to like fix your mana. But like again, like oh, you're at eight poison counters. Oh, I guess you're at nine. I'll draw another thing and kill you. Yeah. So there's enough like stuff like that that's just again free. That this seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Again, art commentary. Um, I am the great Cornholio. 
I don't know what the second arms are doing, but that's what the first arms are doing for sure. True. So, man, you're focused on the art. This, uh... hey, hey, is it like it looks like I hadn't even noticed how sick of a piece that Nahiri was until you said something. Yeah. Hey, wasted on a common. (laughs) Wasted on a common. (laughs) All right. Um, I would like to introduce you to what will be the worst archetype in the set. Um, Red, white. Um, aggro equipment. The aggro will be good. It has been good in like every set recently. The equipment yeah. is always bad. Yeah, I mean, what this archetype has going for it is for Mirrodin. Um, the equipments are creatures. Yes. So, so that could that save it. Yep. Right, but it is hard to pile a bunch of equipment up onto your thing, and then. You know, the active trees, it also blows up all the equipment. Right. Yeah, that's or, awkward. Yeah. It's also four mana, so it's not very good. This is true. It might not get played. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, this archetype rarely makes it in limited. Mm-hmm. Right? I could see where it devolves into the very best four mirrored in equipment. Yeah. And like other creatures and you just like beat down. Mm-hmm. Right? Like so blade uh blade hole blade hold war whip. Ugh. One red white for an equipment for Mirrodin, so you get a two two. Mm-hmm. And a equipped creature has double strike and equip abilities you activate of other equipment cost one less to activate. Mm-hmm. So a three mana two two double strike is like rate for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that 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 wears a trumpet blast really well. It does. Right. So, like, you know, it may end up being more that, like, you're using the Formirid and stuff, the equipment, not because it's, like, reasonable equipment. Right. But because it is um, just artifacts to make your uh, pump spell cheaper. Uh, I I also guess like you have the the might tokens, so you have a bunch of like one ones that again uh, like getting trumpet blasted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think also free bodies to hold equipment. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I I will say there's part of me that's like you know that stupid uh, oh god metalwork colossus deck. Mm-hmm. This makes it so all your uh, your punchy punch things equip for free. That's true. And it blocks. And it has a CMC of three for uh, for Mister Punchy Punch Blast. himself. That's right. So everything's coming up Millhouse here. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, what was the next problem? Other than it was awful, it also it it just played stuff that wasn't able to block or pressure. Now your equipment blocks and pressures a little bit. <laughs> All right. And then we have, you You did not do the fair man justice. <clears throat> Green blue. From the article, James, okay. James uh, tried to edit it to make it sound not as crazy. Toxic, oh, sorry, stompy toxic, proliferate, and ramp. So... Um, the toxic proliferate ramp. Yes, yeah, so we either um, 
have zero archetypes or all of them? <laughs> right. Well, what's yeah. your archetype? All of them. So you have no archetype. Check. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so our green blue archetype is five color good stuff. Yeah, never happened before. <laughs> yeah. So we've got tainted observer, one blue green flying for a two three, um, toxic one, and whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. If you do, proliferate. Seems pretty good. It does. I mean, I guess the ramp is that you need to pay two more for all of your creatures. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the ramp comes in. Or the Stompy, for that matter. Yeah, I don't... I, know. I mean, they're... Uh, what did I just scroll by? Some, like, 4-4 four, four haste toxic... There you go. Three green-green uh, uh, for a uh, Tyrannix Atrocity... Common, it's a haste 4 4 with toxic 3. That feels like a stompy creature. Yeah, that's fair. You don't look at the same post and think that, though. No, not at all. Yeah, also, there's no chalice of the void, so it's not truly stompy, right? Yeah, I need age. I know this is like <laughs> weird, it's like it wants you to get big mana, but it also wants you to have cheap creatures so you can like pay the two, right. Which is, like you said, weird. But I guess that makes all of your creatures big as long as they care about counters, right? Mm -hmm. Like, aren't there... Or maybe they're red. Aren't there cards that, like, care, their size is determined by the number of oil counters on them? There is a green one that's, like, um, experiment one. one? <clears throat> yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Um, there might be another one. There are a few things that, uh, in green, there's a... Something Blastoderm... It's, it's a Blastoderm knockoff. Mm. I don't know. It might be a, a rare that, like, it it has effectively vanishing where it has counter oil counters leaving it. Yeah, I so, think that is a rare. But, like, you know, you can proliferate more counters onto it to keep it around longer mm -hmm. and things like that. So, like, here, here's, here's a common Lattice Blade Mantis... Three and a green for a four three. It enters uh, when it enters the battlefield with two oil counters on it, and then when you attack, you can remove a, an oil counter to untap it and give it plus one plus one. So like, yeah. you can proliferate counters onto it and like make it a five four with vigilance for four mana. Yeah, that's really good. But like you also have the thing you're like this is three mana, so fine. But then like you gotta play a two drop and then like trigger this. On yeah. turn four, like, that seems bad. But, like, maybe in the late game. But there's this weird tension, right? When you draw out, when you have, like, eight lands on the battlefield, like, you probably don't have another creature to play. Correct. Like, you're not like, oh, I'm going to follow up with a creature next turn. So, I don't know. It feels a little off, but, mm -hmm. I mean... I mean, this works with tokens, too. I know the, the mm -hmm. creature tokens are mostly in white, but this works with tokens, so Fair. it's something, I guess. All right, so that's all the limited archetypes. Yeah, I am excited for uh, to try to toxic someone, to try to poison people out. Oh, it'll happen. That's what I'm hoping I'm, for. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, I'm also sure it'll be against me and I'll be grumpy. Um, <laughs> never. All right, so let's talk about some... 
some real cards from the set. Not that these weren't real cards, but not strictly limited. Not First up, strictly limited. We have the white Phyrexian Obliterator. The Phyrexian Vindicator. Mm-hmm. White, 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 white. For a 5-5 five, five with flying. If damage would be dealt to Phyrexian Vindicator, prevent that damage. When damage is prevented this way, Phyrexian Vindicator deals that much damage to any other target. So does this just secretly have unblockable? I mean, Phyrexian Obliterator secretly has unblockable. True. But I mean, like, block. Okay, I'll kill your thing and I'll still, like, deal yep. however much damage to you. I guess, like, oh, I believe you with a 1-1, one, one, so fine. You only take yep. one instead of five. So I guess that makes it so you would block. But, um, yeah, like, there are some combinations mm-hmm. with this card. Uh, we could starve Extinction it. You could. Blasphemous uh, Act is pretty good. Yeah. There um, is the red, is it the red Dominus? Doubles the, all damage by sources you control or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, like, if you have two of them, then they go infinite. If you go, like, yeah. Vindicator, ping a Vindicator, ping a Vindicator, and then yeah. you just get the pick to, uh, with the doubling, then you get the pick to kill your It's only three cards, uh, two of yeah. which are the same card. Easy. They get really angry at each other and then, like, explode on your opponent. Yeah. Ah. No, you first. No, you first. No, you first. It just goes back and forth. I love it. Yeah. Um, like Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. You hit me. No, you hit me. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, hmm. uh, Johnny, he keeps hitting me. There you go. <laughs> I will turn Mom. this interplanar spaceship back around if uh, you right. don't stop fighting, kids. Yeah. Um, seems fine. Like, it's in this weird spot where, like, it's, like, four mana seems like too much to play in the white aggressive decks. Yeah, I mean, this is a big thing. Oh, it's though. huge. Like, it's huge. 5-5 five, five Flyer is massive, and that's super under-costed for four mana. But like you said, really the only mono... Like, there's no big white deck. Like, there is a big red deck, right? Yeah. So if you're playing mono white, which you are if you're trying to cast white, 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 um, you're not playing this... Like, maybe you're playing no. one as a top end, but then, like, you're not making use of what it does. And, like, unlike Obliterator, like, this, like, the, I'm going to chump block it, and then they only take one. Like, I'm going to chump block it with a 1-1, one, one, and they take one. That mm-hmm. is so much less punishing than, I'm going to chump block this. It's like, well, it has trample, so no. Yeah. And then... Not only does the thing I just, uh, you just blocked with die, give me something else. Yeah. Right? Like well, this. So this is also flying, which makes it a lot harder to jump block. Fair. Fair. Um, I don't know. Like, I. It seems like fun, but it also seems like it doesn't, might not have a home. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be his problem, is it doesn't have a home. And, like, it's not. It's not a card that, like, you can competitively build around. Right. To be like, oh, you're so good, I'm going to give you a home. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. But I guess you could have, like, you know, your your ultimate, like, 
you have four of these. What is it? True Fire Captain is the the hybrid yeah. one that uh, does Brash the Taunter. Brash Taunter. You're just like you just play this into Brash Taunter into anything that deals damage to stuff and just kill your opponent. Yeah. Our <clears throat> devastation. Yeah, just like here, take Burn take down the house. ten. Yeah. So, but like that's not like a good a, a good competitive deck, right? Right. Might be a fun deck, but yeah. yeah. So comboing your four and five mana cards with your five and six mana cards is probably not a recipe for a win. No, no. But I cast a Brotherhood end on three. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. like, you didn't have your Vindicator out then, did you? Yeah, half. It's like yeah, half the three drops have four toughness anyway, so that doesn't really do anything. Yeah. All right, so yeah, I don't know if it's gonna have a home, but this guy, yeah. this guy, what's this guy? Uh, I Skrelv, Defector Might, a good Skrill, Skrillex Defector Might, Skrillex. Um, wait for a one-one legendary artifact creature, Frexian Might, Toxic One. He can't block. Pouring out for the homie. Mm-hmm. Uh. One white Phyrexian mana, so just Phyrexian white. There you go. Choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic One and Hexproof from that color until uh, the end of the turn. It can't be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. So this card is going to see play Mm -hmm. in a couple, I think, places. One, it is the pioneer mother of runes, giver of runes. Yeah, it's not doesn't quite give protection, but it gives most of what protection does. Yeah, like so like you can't save your thing from like an anger of the gods. Right. It doesn't like prevent damage if it's not right. targeted, but it does prevent, you know, targeted removal and it pushes it through kind of like protection. Mhm. Uh instead of being free, it does cost effectively probably two life most of the time because yeah. the kind of deck that wants to play this wants to go like one two now okay i'll try to protect my two drop or really yeah. what happens is you go one and they kill this right right um so i think it'll see play in like any kind of deck that wants that mother of runes like the white aggressive decks effect mm-hmm. two um in toxic decks if there is a toxic deck this is great. We uh, we learned that James is very smart. Not that we learned that. We knew that. That he figured out that toxic stacks. Mm-hmm. So if you have a toxic creature and then you target it with this, it gets um, it uh, gets another instance of toxic. Yep. So if you have something with toxic one and you target with this, it has toxic one twice. So it would deal two poison counters. Correct. And if you give it to that guy that we talked about, Jawbone Duelist. Oh, that one, yeah. That gives extra poison counters. Then mm-hmm. it would give extra poison counters twice. Yes, which is fun for each instance of toxic. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I was thinking is this is just a bonkers card in those like mono white artifact decks, mm-hmm. right? Like. It triggers your patchwork automaton. It then yeah. like protects your patchwork automaton. You can find it with Ingenious Smith. Mm-hmm. 
it just kind of does everything you want to do. Like, I know that like Ginger Brood is cool and all, but this Don't seems scroll up. yeah, this seems better in terms of like its utility. Now, if you're like the all that glitters, like you know, just like steel wins by making an eight eight unblockable Ginger Brute one turn. Fine, different deck, but I think this like has a home in those like kind of artifact decks. It might be a little. Uh, yeah. maybe trying to play a slightly longer game and be more interested in like protecting their patchwork automaton. Yeah. So, yeah, but this card is interesting. Ooh. Yeah, next up we have Blade of Shared Souls. Moving on from white into blue. This is two and a blue for uh, an equipment with four Mirrodin, which means it comes with its very own 2-2 Red Rebel creature token attached to this. Uh, when Blade of Shared Souls becomes attached to a creature, for as long as it remains attached to it, you may have that creature become a copy of another target creature you control. And it has equipped two. So it's a three-mana clone that brings its own body, and then you can reuse the clone if it dies, which is yeah. kind of a lot for the basically going rate of three-mana. Yeah, so it is just like you said, the three mana clone. It is is it uh Mirror Pool Mimic? Uh, you control, yeah, it is Mirror Pool Mimic. Uh yeah. I guess is the most recent one. And the fact that it's only two mm-hmm. um is pretty is pretty good. Right, so basically like any creature you play can be the best creature that you have for two mana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like for the rest of the game basically. Yeah. Right now, like your whatever creature this is attached to, like gets sad and goes back to its regular self, but like that's fine. Um, yeah, no, it seems. I'm trying to figure out how it plays out. Right, so like you play a five-five, and then you move this to something else, and now you have another five-five, and like it effectively yeah. has haste. Then, right, you just have to make sure that you kind of have multiple creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need like this and two creatures. Mm-hmm. One of which you want to copy. And then what is the? Um, I guess if so, if you you would kill the original creature, right? Yeah, you'd have to, right? So even if you like you play this and you copy your five five, they have to kill the original five five. Because if not, then your next creature becomes the five five again, because of this, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes, okay. So, like, you always kind of are left with your best creature. Yeah. If you're able to make the copy. Yep. So, yeah, I... Again, like... I don't think it's a fantastic card, but I think it's it's better than what we've had that did this in the past. Yeah, I I mean, it's neat. I I don't know, it's hard because you, like, look at standard and you're like, what can this do? But then, like, you think about, like, Pioneer uh, or Explorer, right? If you go like Patchwork Automaton into Blade of Shared Souls and make mm. another Patchwork Automaton, yeah, like you did it, right? You've got two things with Ward, two that are like impossible to kill and are going to get huge over the next two turns. Like that's great. Yeah, I mean they're definitely not going to kill both of them, right? No, they can't. Like not in any, yeah. like any reasonable time frame. Yeah, because like I have to eat my entire turn to kill this. You do. Oh, right. have to eat my entire next turn to kill the other one. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't... Again, it's hard. Like, I don't know where this goes. Yeah, I mean, maybe but... it doesn't go anywhere. Like I said, it, I just thought it was probably the the best version of this we've had mm-hmm. since um, Phantasmal Image. Yeah, probably. Because I guess the, oh. the equip is like Phantasmal Image. Yeah. But you do need another body. You do. But that body can be some garbage construct if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Anything. A mite that can't block, now it can block. That's right. Anything is possible with the Blade of Shared Souls. Uh, also, real quick, the uh, we've talked often about like how uh, they've just stopped caring about how you track stuff in paper. Right, yeah. Like, this is just... So what is it again? Like, if you're, play, if you're playing in paper, like, make sure you have, like, some way to, like, track what you have. This is, like, uh, even worse than the uh, uh, Scarab God issue. Yeah. When it's like, is it a zombie? It's like, at least that you could, like, take the original card and put an overlay on it. Right. This is just like, what is that a copy of again? That Oh, it died four turns ago? Let me take it out. <laughs> yeah. On Arena, it'll Very, be easy. It'll just, like, become that card. Yeah. With this equipped to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awkward otherwise, though. Yes, very awkward. Next up, we have Distorted Curiosity. Two and a blue for a sorcery. Draw two cards. But it's not just divination, because no, no. this spell also costs two less to cast if an opponent has three or more poison counters. So this is two-thirds of an ancestral. Mm-hmm. Um, it is all a question of how easy it is to get to three. Right. And so, like, let's say a deck like Modern Infect. Not that it's, like, really been a deck for a, a bit. Thanks, Modern Horizons. Um, but like, you know, there are definitely games where you get to like five or six poison counters and then like things stall out, right? Like this could be like a cyborg card in a deck like that Mm -hmm. where like, Hey, in in the control matchups where I know it's going to be a struggle to finish them off, I bring these in. I know I'm going to get to like, you know, six seven poison counters then this is just going to be like one mana refill my hand right right and like try to get back in the game that way to like find my threat and my protection spell Mm -hmm. uh i don't know how it'll work in standard like i think it's way gonna be way easier to get the counters in green white yeah, I mean, like when I was putting this episode together and I read this, I mm-hmm. was thinking exactly what you just said. I wasn't really thinking of oh. this card for um, Standard or Excellent. Pioneer or anything. I was thinking about Modern. Great line. So good job. Great minds. We did it. That's right. Um, four, yeah. four years. It took us four years to get here. <laughs> but I, I do think that like this could be like a modern like Infect sideboard card. Like if you're yeah. still holding on in the, in the world of like... Uh, Instant speed, uh, free flash, uh, uh, path exiles, and uh, and yeah. sorcery speed, zero mana, uh, deal four damages to all of your one ones. Uh, yeah. Like this is this is a card that can help you dig out of that hole. I think so. So, 
Why don't you take this one? I think you mentioned it last week or the week before. All right. And we, so, did, we didn't have a visual of it, so here's yeah. the visual. Ickermoon Gauntlet, two and a blue, for a mythic artifact that has... Uh, this is also officially the worst mythic to open in in your uh, uh, limited deck. This is an right. F. Um, Planeswalkers you control have zero, proliferate, and... Minus, I do that's 12. 12, yep. Take an extra turn after this one. So it is. Um, it is. And there's more. I'm sorry. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, choose a counter on target permanent. Put an additional counter of that kind on that permanent. So it's proliferate, but just for one counter on one thing. Mm hmm. Um, is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. It is the most super friendiest card to ever super friend. Yep. Um, now I, I know you said this is the worst mythic to open. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worth noting that this set has a cycle of rare planeswalkers. It does. So it, it does have more planeswalkers than normal. True. True. It just feels like when you have a mythic that, um, references planeswalkers this is not a good a a great recipe for your limited uh cards yeah um right if you have two planeswalkers they just both go up plus two every turn they don't do something else but it's just like you can just rush to their regular ultimate or Or neg 12 they're neg 12 yeah right i mean and there's a lot of planeswalkers that like plus one because their ultimate is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. And if you're just able to go like like proliferate, proliferate with two planeswalkers, and now you're like at the ultimate. Yeah. And you can be in a situation where the next turn you're like proliferate with one, alt the other one and keep it. Mm-hmm. And so now I say all this. This could very well just be like a oh what is it called? A commander card. Mm-hmm. Right, we're like, oh, hey, I'm like the Bant Super Friends Pillow 40 deck, and now I'm going to yeah. take 45 turns in a row. Yeah. Um, but, like, there is, like, an Explorer, there's, like, a Just Guy Planeswalker deck, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, if you have... I don't know, if you play this into Wandering Emperor, into, like, Big Teferi, don't you just win the game? Probably, yeah. Right, because like your big Teferi puts a counter on your Wandering Emperor when it comes into play, mm-hmm. and then like you just double plus or double zero, and they're both huge. Yeah, and then you alt your Teferi, and the game's over. Basically, so it feels like it can do some stuff, but like it doesn't feel like. So I mentioned like a blue white kind of like oh Wandering Emperor into Teferi. But, like, it feels like you don't want, like, to be a control deck with this. Because, like, you're not going to take off turn three to do nothing. Right? It almost feels like you've got to be a dedicated, like, Planeswalker deck. Not a control deck that just has Planeswalkers to win. Yeah. Um, I mean, this does play pretty well with Narset, though. Like, Narset oh, takes down twice and then just, like, sits around and doesn't really do anything. But mm-hmm. prevent your opponent from drawing extra cards. And this lets it do something Mm -hmm. yeah i mean 
you proliferate twice and then you get to the down ticker again. Right. So, or like the Wandering Emperor, when the Wandering Emperor has to plus on nothing. Right. Right, like, oh no, I guess I'll put two counters on things. I'll put a yeah. counter on Wandering Emperor and a counter on something else, on my Teferi, on my Narset. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, like, I don't know what you would cut from the control decks to put in card that does stone nothing Yeah, I don't, when you play I don't know. it. But like, yeah, I could see like a, you know, rush to ultimate kind of like, I'm going to play a bunch of Planeswalkers and then, you know, no, no counter spells. Like my removal is Planeswalkers and I'm going to like try to ramp into Planeswalkers in this. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Phyrexian Arena. One mm -hmm. black black for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you draw a card and lose a life. Now, this card is a reprint from... Mm -hmm. it, I'm sure everybody already knows this. It's a huge commander staple. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I don't play a whole lot of commander. Mm -hmm. And when I got back into magic was during the reign of mono black control. Mm-hmm like Theros standard, original yeah. Theros. And that deck played Underworld Connections, which mm -hmm. was worse for Xeon Arena, basically. Yeah. Had to, like, tap um, a land. Yeah. Well, it enchanted the land and yeah. then gave the land the ability. Um, and that card was, like, very good in that deck. Like, it played multiple copies. It was very good. Um I don't like is Phyrexian Arena even playable and constructed? I don't know because like the three mana slot in current mono black is yeah. um what's he called? Pretty um, clogged up. Yeah. You have Lily, you have Graveyard mm -hmm. Trespasser. Yeah. Um So I don't know now. You could play a different deck where you're more controlling, mm -hmm. right? And like this with a shieldred, like you just gain one life. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I think it's a different deck if you have to cut Graveyard Trespasser to make it work. Right. But also like, I don't know, we get card advantage from so many other places now. Yeah, like, I don't think that you need it. Is this like slow repeatable card draw worth it or good enough that is a good no, question so. uh yeah uh, like that's really the only reason i wanted to talk about it i don't i don't think it's particularly exciting or mm -hmm. obviously it's not new like i said it's been around for a long time and is a staple in commander um yeah but like what if you were to say like i'm gonna like play more removal and not play like tenacious underdog or play path to peril for the, like, kill little creatures ability, and I'm, like, the yeah. Phyrexian Arena deck. I mean, maybe that works, but it also, like, doesn't synergize great with Lily. I'm getting extra cards to throw in the graveyard. Uh, well, I mean, that that is something. Like, if you're looking to play a really long game with Lily, mm -hmm. like, that's not... Terrible. You get to pick one of, like, the best of the top two cards of your library. Fair. Like, that's not bad. Yeah, but and it I is guess that deck might be more of an obliterator deck also. Yeah, it could be. If you're like, you know, I'm not gonna shield it, I'm gonna obliterate. Yeah. Also, just for the record, like 
they banned uh, Meat Hook Massacre. Like, mm-hmm. would anything other than Swamp be playable in Standard if they hadn't? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, not. I don't know, like, how, like, all of these black cards kind of got out the door at the same time. It's just weird. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey. I uh, agree. Unconditional removal spell that costs you two life? Sold. Slightly conditional move- removal spell that costs you no life? Sold. What was one of the best planeswalkers of all time? In. Yep. Strangely, a four or five that like is unbeatable if it stays on the battlefield for two <laughs> turns. You get that too. Yep. Weird rare that like is random graveyard hate? Sure. Like go go. It's just odd. Like have a ball. All of these cards like are like in at the same time. Yeah. They had to ban one and black is still like the best deck or one of the best decks. By a mile. It's like, did you guys play Tessus at all? No. Nah, we're good. All right. Yep. The man, the myth, the legend. Here he is. The Phyrexian Obliterator. Black, black, We've mentioned black, it like black. four times this episode already, so it's about time we no. talk about it. Phyrexian Horror. Trample. 5-5. Five, five. Whenever a source deals damage to Phyrexian Obliterator, that source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. So... Does um, not go in the same deck as Vindicator. You definitely don't want to start of extinction this. No. No, 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 no. Um, I'm going to say, like, it was hard enough for a red deck to beat Shieldred, mm-hmm. right? Like, you've got to play, like, specific, like, removal, right? So you board in your five damage spells to kill those Shieldred, and they board in like obliterators, and what? What do you? you, you <laughs> they like on turn four they tap four mana, and you're like, oh yeah, I got my removal spell, and they play this, and you're just like, can never beat oh, it. Oh no, yeah, just pick them up. Can't can't deal five damage to it because you just Armageddon yourself. <laughs> I will block yep. with my five five. Excellent. Kill all of your lands. I will beat you with whatever ham sandwich I have left over. That's right. Doesn't matter what's left. Yeah. Um, like, can't chump block it. Like, just. But it is like competing with Shieldred. Mm-hmm. And, like, just on sheer power level, Shieldred gets played everywhere. Obliterator has been legal this whole time. Obliterator is kind of a meme card. Yeah, I mean, it pops up once in a while. Every once in a while, but, like, yeah. it's not a card that people are like, oh, I've got to watch out for Obliterator. Right. Right? It's, right? It it die, dies to removal. That removal just can't have, like, red mana in it for yeah, the most much. part. Yeah. Um, or be a fight spell. <laughs> oh, that is the uh, the other meme to pull off. Is you obliterator and then have it fight something? <laughs> obliterator, fight That's your thing. Uh, that'll die, and then please put all of your permanents in the trash can. Yeah. So I mean, that is like our mana's pretty good. We have some one mana fight spells. Mm-hmm. Turn five, obliterator, bonk you. That's is right. pretty good. Blizzard brawl. <laughs> Blizzard brawl. He's indestructible too, fool. That's right. Um, yeah, now we are asking a lot of our mana here, but we can get well, it done. We have plenty of dual lands, though. We do. 
So that might be the most fun use for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, like we don't have like a lore. Right. Um, but yeah, like I wish, I don't know. I wish there wasn't Shieldred mm-hmm. because like this versus Shieldred, Shieldred probably wins. Yeah. I mean, it's at less, it, it's at least, at, ooh, I can talk tonight. It's at least worth testing a split though. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, and like I guess like all the all the red black decks, and like older form and like Pioneer and Explorer. Like maybe you try this out. They they have some pretty wild mana costs. They play uh, Invoke Despair. Mm -hmm. Also, another black card that is somehow in standard. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how this happened. All of the black mana symbols. Let's go. All the black mana symbols in the set at the same time. Um. All right, here we go. Uh, Shieldred's Edict. One of the black instant. Choose one. <gasps> Reads laundry list in three, <laughs> two, one. Each opponent sacrifices a non-token creature. Each opponent sacrifices a creature token. Each opponent sacrifices a planeswalker. Pick one. Yeah. Um. So. Dear Sweet Merit Lage hasn't really been playable in <laughs> in Legacy in a while. And they were I like... It's just sealed its fate. Exactly. Like, if the deck ever gets remotely close to good, like, there was a time where people played, like, Diabolic Edict. Mm-hmm. Um, as, like, their Shieldred hate, but, like, you could, like, fetch up a Dryad Arbor, or you'd have, like, a random creature laying around. Nah, nah, get that one. Token. <laughs> get that one. Yep. Uh, crop rotation for Colony Garden? Like, like yeah. dark, I mean, dark timeline. That's what you gotta do. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons that um, edicts were bad, or are bad, is because your opponent, like, has a bunch of, like, garbage tokens. And yeah. you can't make them sack their obliterator. Well... Their obliterator is their only non-token creature. You get it. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, edicts were bad because, you know, you had it and you were like, "Oh, they played a planeswalker. Eh, that's fine. Shieldred's edicts got you. You can get their planeswalker, right?" Like, was sudden edict was the Modern Horizons one with split second. Yeah. Right. Like it just gets a creature. Right. Right. They like play a Teferi, and you're like, "Oh." This card does nothing. Yeah, I think like the next best one is probably Angrass Rampage. That's the red black one. Yeah, but it's sorcery speed. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, this like is, this just kind of does probably, everything. Yeah, this is probably the best edict they've ever printed. I agree. And, I am with you. That's why yeah. I figured we'd talk about it quickly. Boo, boo. Yeah, I know. Sorry. All right, I didn't write down all of them. I should have. Um, so, all will be one. Uh, typing right now to see if I can find them. Uh, it's the garbage red mythic of the set. Three it is red th- red for an enchantment. Whenever one or more counters will be put, or whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player, all will be one deals that much damage to target opponent, creature and opponent controls, or planeswalker and opponent controls. Yeah, so... 
I I am locked out of the uh, Frank Karsten uh, 20 combos in Phyrexian I will be one. Uh, what's it called? Uh, article. But oh. the very first one is Awoe One with Quest for Pure Flame. Okay. So Quest for Pure Flame. Um, oh, God. So these went from... Uh, God, people are dumb. These went from uh, 25 cents to now 250. Ooh. Uh it's red for whenever a, uh, a source you control deals damage to an opponent, you may put a quest counter on quest for pure, play, uh, pure flame. Remove four mm-hmm. quest counters from quest for pure flame. Sacrifice it. If a source you control would deal damage to a creature or player this turn, deals double that damage instead. So you can just you deal a damage. This makes you put a counter on quest. Or that the damage puts a counter on quest, which then makes all will be one deal damage, so on and so forth. And there's a few other combos with um, this is as well. See if we can find. Oh, there's this one. That was a Frank Carson one. Come on. Uh, but there are a couple other ones. Um, not playable enough to make a stupid card from Zendikar go up. Uh, a thousand percent <laughs> right yeah. but could be fun mm-hmm. um so i saw this today this isn't an all will be one combo but speaking of dumb combos this is a frank carson tweet if you were to in your opening hand draw the fillery silex mm-hmm. uh oh, we're gonna talk about that in a minute okay we are okay so that's good Good job, us. Um, well, I'll wait for that then. But okay. there are a bunch of different combos that are probably C tier in modern other formats for I will be one. Yeah, but they're good against the odds decks. Good against the odds decks. I think they're like fine. Like I'm gonna do a fun commandery thing. Yeah. Right, but again, I I would not spend like fifty bucks on I will be ones. And think you're right. gonna like break it. Yep. Uh, but just keep that in mind. You could do some fun stuff. Yeah. Next up, we have Gleeful Demolition. Single red mana for a sorcery. Destroy target artifact. If you controlled that artifact, create three one one red Phyrexian goblin creature tokens. And- um, I don't. I don't know how good this is, but I think it's fun. I um, mean, Kadaltha. We have all lost a game in our lives to Cadaltha Rebirth. I own foils. <laughs> but we've all lost a game to Cadaltha Rebirth, right? Yep. Right? This is... It's... I don't know if it's better Cadaltha Rebirth. Extra utility, right? Yeah, well... The the thing is... So, okay, for those of you who know, Cadaltha Rebirth is a red as an additional cost, sacrifice an artifact... Make three gobos. This, because it targets the artifact, your opponent can blow the artifact up from underneath you. Mm-hmm. Big set. Yeah, and but you, you can nothing. also tag your opponent's artifacts if you need to, though. Yeah, you don't get you don't get little gobo boys for that, but you at least right. like have the ability to like blow up an ensnaring bridge, 
or yeah. something that was that was going to kill, like, kill you. So like the, it has uh, extra utility for sure. The other side of this is if you target an indestructible artifact, you get to keep your artifact and you get 3 one, one red goblin creature tokens. So like the bridges. Mhm. Dark Steel Citadel. Yep. Those are the two I was thinking of. Was like, oh yeah, you just like target your Dark Steel Citadel. Yep. Where Kadaltha Rebirth, you can't do that because you have to sack the artifact as an additional cost. Well, I mean, you you could sacrifice your Dark Steel Citadel. You yeah, but then you lose it. Where this, you get to just keep right. it, and yep. and you get the creatures. Three one ones for a red man is a pretty good rate. Yeah. Uh, very good rate. Yes, I, I agree. So I don't know, like you could definitely have an artifact based, like go wide deck where you're just like a bunch of goblins and like goblin grenades and Mm -hmm. like how, how much better are those decks when you actually like kind of always have a Kadaltha rebirth in your hand? Yeah. Like pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I'm again a fun card. It might be like, uh, like you know, a tier two ish kind of thing where you're like this and Goblin Bushwhackers, like the eight whack decks. Mm-hmm. So, and the fact that you can like get a random thing is good as well. Yep, I thought it was a neat card, neat design. Yes. Another red card with a neat design is Sawblade Scamp. Uh, one red mana for a 1-1 one, one with haste. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put an oil counter on Sawblade Scamp. And you can remove an oil counter from Sawblade Scamp to have it deal one damage to each opponent. So it's a Raging Goblin with upside for mm-hmm. casting spells. And it's at common. It is. Um, like, I don't think it's as good as the other versions of this that are at common. Like, so there's Thermo Alchemist. Fire... Well, right, but like Thermo Alchemist isn't an aggro creature. It's like only in a spells matter deck. Like the reason I thought this card was good is because it's an aggro creature mm-hmm. that, when swinging with a one-one, is no longer relevant. Like on turn three or four, turns into a pinger. Whereas things like Thermo Alchemist only do the thing. Okay, like, I was thinking of it more as, like, a pinger first. But, like, I oh, could no, see no, that no, where no. you, like, I guess, like, a curve of, like, this in the Monastery, Swiss Spear, Lightning Bolt, and, like, Pioneer, or not Pioneer, gosh, well, Pioneer, but, uh, what is it called? Like, Popper is mm-hmm. probably pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it, it was kind of a unique mashup that I don't think we've seen before. Yeah, like, the, like, Raging Goblin plus then, like, late Game Utility. But it does require a very special kind of deck, right? Like, you have to have a lot of non-creature spells to make it relevant, which is why my head went to the... um, I mean, mono-red prowess is a deck already. It is, yeah. It was. I I guess I don't know if it still is, but... Like, this this is a card that that deck, like, might be interested in. Yeah. It doesn't get big like Swift Spear does, but, like, arguably this is more more useful in that deck than um, Soulscar Mage. Mm-hmm. So, worth looking at, I think. It's my kind of card. 
And it could definitely be like a popper card. Yeah. Yeah. What All do right. we got next here? Venerated Rot Priest. Uh, green for a 1-2, Toxic 1. Whenever a creature you control becomes the target of a spell, target opponent gets a poison counter. So, first, any spell, even yours, now has, like, your opponent gets a poison counter when mm -hmm. it targets one of your creatures. So your pump spells and your protection spells also give you poison counters, or give them poison counters. Um, again, like, I feel like they might just be like, here's the toxic deck. Yeah. And, like, you know, we have uh, Lauren's Escape from the last set. We have Tamiya's Safekeeping as, like, the mm -hmm. green and white protection spells. And this guy's just like, sweet. When you cast that, I will give them a poison counter. Yep. And, like, you know, a couple hits with Toxic, a couple protection spells, and your opponent's dead. Yeah, like realistically, those games, I think you're going to end up with a whole bunch of concessions from having locked your opponent out. Mm -hmm. Where, like, they know if you cast any spell, yeah, you uh, you win. Yeah. And they're just like, I can't, I, you know, oh, I'm at seven poison and you have a fistful of cards. I'm just going to lose. Yeah. Um, I saw there was a, a goldfish video where they were like, oh, this could see play in like modern infect. I don't know about all that. Uh, um. Well, I don't know. Maybe it could. Like if you like mutagenic growth, mutagenic growth then turns into free giant growth, free giant growth, basically, right? Yeah, but like, I think that is like, I guess the line of like Glistener Elf go. Then you play this, and then yeah, then I guess you like just try to get in. Yeah, and do the thing like, and you know double mutagenic growth or and then like another spell wins the game probably so maybe maybe yeah. you can do it that way but it's um but i don't know again we're talking like this deck is still a deck i don't know what you cut from the deck from four years ago right i wish i knew but it could be interesting but i do think that there's there's enough just like cheap toxic stuff mm -hmm. that this works in I do, I don't know, I do like having that, like, line of attack in, like, the newer formats, right? Like, hey, like, sorry we power crypt uh, infect out of modern. Here's, like, fixed infect for pioneer. Enjoy. You know what else I just thought of is I think every single set that we've had for the last, like, two years has had a version of black mana when target creature you control dies this turn return it to the battlefield mm -hmm. tapped or whatever yeah um like this plays awesome with that right yeah they just like your just stuff just comes back and gave him a poison counter yeah yeah it does i mean but like i guess that's not much different than like you know tamia safekeeping yeah, that's true. Or it kind of does the same thing. Like, you end up with yeah, your thing. thing. Yeah. But no, like, this like this will win games that you have, like, no business winning. Like, when your opponent's got, like, four blockers and you're just like, oh, oops, I drew this. Yeah. Like, protection spell, protection spell, you're dead. Right. And they're like, oh, well, that, that sucked. Yeah. 
Like, I had the board stabilized. You could never attack again. It's like, yeah, but I can't do this. Yeah. All right, what do we got here? Oh, this is one of mine. This is one of yours. So, um, Vial Spawning is two and a green for create a 3-3 green Phyrexian Beast creature uh, uh, token with Toxic 1, which is fine. But it has corrupted as long as an opponent has three or more poison counters. Uh, viral spawning in viral spawning is in your graveyard. It has flashback two and a green. So we mentioned that a few things had affinity for artifacts. There is a one-off random, um, uh, what is it called? Battle cry card. Mm-hmm. And now we have a random one-off flashback card. Now, yep. Flashback may have moved on to Team Deciduous. It's looking that way. Right. But this is kind of a departure for how they typically do this kind of thing. Right. Right. They normally wouldn't, like, put Flashback on it. They would, like, just basically take the reminder text and make that the card text. Right. But something I saw in, like, a tweet or an article was one of the designers was, was, like, this allows this card to be more backwards compatible. Right? Okay. Like if you had a deck that just needed an extra flashback card. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, you have four Call of the Herds, but you want more Call of the Herd. Yep. Now you have more Call of the Herds. Or like something that pays you off if you flashback a spell. Yeah, Since something that cares about the keyword specifically. Mm-hmm. Now this card works with that card as right. opposed to if they just wrote out all of the text, it wouldn't. Right. Similar to like Tireless Tracker before the errata. Yeah. If there was a card that was like, you know, when whenever when there's a landfall a, triggers. Yeah, whenever a landfall triggers, do this thing. Well now Tireless Tracker has a landfall trigger as opposed to all of the words for landfall trigger, but right. not landfall. Or like they did with surveil, mm-hmm. right? And like, like consider sur- has the text from surveil, but not surveil or whatever. Yeah, and but I guess now it has surveil. Now it has surveil, <laughs> but like that's good. And you know, if you're a degenerate and you're like, I want to play the blue black surveil deck. Yeah. Oh god, what was the name of that awful card? The the enchantment I, disinformation campaign. Yes. Yes, and you're like, man, I wish I had more ways to trigger my disinformation campaign because I hate myself and others. And I was like, oh, now Consider does it. Neat. Yeah. Or oh, what was the the blue one that has flashback? It's like just a blue. Look at the Surveil 3. Mm, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, that yeah. card didn't have Surveil, so now it does. Or like Demir Spybug now like would work. With surveil, so just the fact that they're trying to think of like, hey, we these cards also work with previous cards that we've designed, and we can make them work better. Mm. Is is nice in terms of like, well, we know what we want it to do, and we have a keyword for it, but it'll be too hard. I think the ship has sailed on like, oh, what about complexity for the. Uh, for the new player, as you pointed out, we have a common that has like a like paragraph of like eight eight point font, right? 
And then and, some reminder text. On and then some reminder text is like, yeah, we've we've stopped caring about complexity for the new player. Yeah. So just the fact that they're like, yeah, this works better if it says flashback, and we're gonna do that, or yeah. plated whatever the what I just keep referring to as the trumpet blast. Uh, <laughs> the trumpet blast. Having affinity for artifacts as opposed to a plated onslaught. Having yeah. affinity for artifacts as opposed to the text for Gear Seeker Serpent. Yeah. Where it's like, this costs one less to cast for each artifact you control. It's like, oh, it's affinity. It's fine. Or Emery. I guess Emery is a more modern example. Yeah. Right? Emery has affinity, but they didn't keyword mm-hmm. it as such. Now I think yeah. they would just keyword it that way. I think so too. And we saw that in this set. So. Yeah. Next up is the Filigree Silex. Two mana for a legendary artifact. Tap it, put an oil counter on the filigree silex. Sacrifice the filigree silex. Or tap and sacrifice the filigree silex. Destroy each non-land permanent with mana value equal to the number of oil counters on the filigree silex. Or you can tap and remove ten oil counters from the filigree or from among permanents you control. So not the filigree silex. And sacrifice the filigree silex. It deals ten damage to any target. Um, so when I saw this, it's, I was thinking it's kind of like a better ratchet bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like strictly better, right? Other than the fact that it's legendary. So, yeah. So let's say you are a Karn deck and you have one ratchet bomb in your side, in your sideboard. Mm-hmm. It's just better to have, um, a filigree silex in your sideboard instead, because then the legendary text doesn't matter. Right. And maybe you dome your opponent for 10. Mm-hmm. And Ratchet Bomb doesn't get to do that. But and if you're... You can, it's among permanents you control, so you could dome your opponent out of 10 for 2 mana out of nowhere. Yes. Um, and also, it's not... Um, but like if you had, let's say you were like a 4 Ratchet Bomb deck... Right or your colorless Eldrazi in its 2018, and mm-hmm. uh, and you like are playing that deck in Legacy, and you have a bunch of Ratchet Bombs in this in your sideboard. Maybe you play three Ratchet Bombs and one Silex. Mm-hmm. Right, like the first filigree Silex is always better than the first Ratchet Bomb. Right. And it's just a question of do you want to have two or three. And the answer might just be no, but if you're one Ratchet Bomb, you should just be one Silex. Mm-hmm. So, oh, now, um, speaking of things the filigree Silex can do, let us walk through a hand that Frank Karsten tweeted out. Okay. <clears throat> so, if your opening hand is double Monumental Facade, so this is... Uh, a land that enters the battlefield with two oil counters. You can tap it and add colorless. And then uh, you can remove an oil counter and put an oil counter on target creature uh, or artifact you control. Fine. Okay. Two of those, so they come with two oil counters. Two copper line gorges, or really, yeah, two copper line gorges. A filigree silex, a Miglaw's maze crusher, and then okay. a sulfum mayhem dominus. All right, so um, you could go, so the facades each have two oil counters. Mm-hmm. The Miglo's Mage Crusher 
comes in with five. Okay. So that's nine. Mm-hmm. You could ratchet up your uh, filigree silex. Right? Now you have ten. And mm-hmm. Salfum doubles all the non-combat damage you deal to your opponent. So that is a clean 20 on turn four. <laughs> so you have to have the Silex and you have to have the facades because that's the easy way to get. Uh, and then people are like, uh, like, oh, you know, it doesn't have to be like anything else. Like, I think because like if you played the Silex on two, you would get two activations of it. So you don't yeah. have to have something that has five counters on it. You could right. get them some other way. But, yeah. So, not that this is probably ever going to happen for anyone. But, you can dream. Sure. It's not a, It's not like awful. Yep. Uh, and that's some random pro- proliferate stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, you don't have to do it on turn four. Right. Right, you just have all this stuff. And like, Miglaz is fine. It kind of sucks that he's a legend, but he's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so there you go. Um, we could just dome people. I, know, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but this sounds like some tomfoolery if I ever heard of it. <laughs> it it could be. We'll have to uh, have to make sure my recording setup is up. Sorry for having to skip this week, guys. That's all right. You got a new computer. You got you to gotta work out all the bugs. Yeah, I have to work out all the bugs. It is it is fine. Alright, so we got one more card here, and I forgot to add it to my card file, so I'm going to add it right now. Uh-oh. On the fly. Uh-oh, I don't think it added. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Um, is it going to add? Nope, no. it doesn't look like it's going to add. Oh! Oh, no. I thought we had... Uh, aren't we going to talk about what's his name? Oh. Uh, did you want to? Yeah, we should talk about what's his name. Okay, well let me... Uh, the brawler punchy guy. Yeah, I don't have him in here either, so let me get both of these real quick. Alright, because like, I even brought up... I even did extra homework for uh, okay. for that guy. Well, let's talk about that guy first. You you start talking and it's, I'll bring him up uh, on the screen. Tyvar... Jubilant Brawler. Jubilant Brawler, thank you. It's one green-black for a Planeswalker... And um, it is at rare. I'm trying to remember. Ah, there it is. Quick on the fly. There we go. Right. I couldn't remember how much loyalty that. Um, it has three loyalty and has a static ability, which is what we really care about here. Uh, mm-hmm. You may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. Uh, plus one untap up to one target creature. Minus two, mill three cards, and you return a creature card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So, um, thing one, uh, uh, Gwenna, right? Mm, Yeah. So you play your Gwenna, that gives you two mana, right? So you could, just spitball in here, you could play Tyvar. Then play Gwenna. Activate your Gwenna immediately to play Kinnon. Oh, that's cute. Not get yeah, Kinnon. 
untap Gwenna and then just uh, Aceraract them into the ground. Mm-hmm. Turn four, get wrecked nerd. Like, That's right. almost out of nowhere, right? You're just like, uh, really turn three, because like, that deck is like Lana War Elf into yeah. this guy, into Night Night. Right? Okay, so we got that. Uh, uh, Tyvar into Prime Speaker Vanifer and any other creature on the battlefield. Prime Speaker Vanifer, that's going back a ways. Right? Prime Speaker Vanifer now has haste. And oh, Prime, Prime Speaker Vanifer is the birthing pod. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Right, so. And like, all of those creatures have haste. Yeah. So, like, and, like, you could, like, you know, Prime Speaker sack something. That should win you the game, right? Like, you yeah. should have your deck built that if I have a nerd. I win the game. Yep, there's but a chain it, that wins. But if you don't, you get an untap with you get to untap your prime speaker, so you get yep. to go again. Yep. Right. So, typically, like prime speaker Vanifair lines is you play something that untaps a prime speaker, then you sack, and then that thing untaps a prime speaker. Oh man! But Tyvar makes it so blink works as well. Since it yeah. gives them haste, so it like opens up like a whole new like, like you can just play things that blink creature that will blink a creature. Yeah, you can play things that blink Tyvar also. There Not aren't many of those. Now. Yeah, they banned our boy, Felidar yeah. Guardian. But like, yeah, if you just have like, uh, and, um, if you only need like a creature. And Prime Speaker Vanifair, right? You have to sack the creature, but Diabolic Intent is legal, right? Mm-hmm. If your cre- if your deck is a pile of creatures, four Tyvars and four Diabolic Intents, I think you can find the other piece. Well, you can also start the chain over with uh, Tyvars Neg Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like you sack like a two drop to yeah. go get Prime Speaker. And then you go from there. Yep. Right? Like you get to like six mana or whatever. And then go. Or, a, oh, but like, could you, oh, God, it'd be too many moving pieces. But like, Gwenna also casts Prime Speaker. Yes. Right? So true. like, you could be like, Gwenna cannon combo with Serac <laughs> plus. With Birthing Pod. Yeah. Right. Like if you have the pod and you have like a Sarak in your hand, right? Then you just go get the other piece you're missing with the pod. Yeah. Right. Like elf into this, into the pod. Go figure it out. Mm-hmm. It could be interesting just smushing a bunch of like comboy garbage together. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it like untaps a creature, you get like you know multiple looks at it. It like you know, right. oh like I can't go elf into two drop and win and have something that untaps it too, but I can go. But once I have my two, I can win. So I just have to untap my, um, my prime speaker, mm-hmm. and then go, or like oh like the three I need is gone. 
but I can go two into a different three, get that two back, and then figure it out from there. So, yeah, because, like, the, the plus gives you effectively a creature that, like, blinks Prime Speaker. Right. So, yeah, it makes it so your lines, like, you don't have to play, like, Bounding Crisis or, like, other, like, <laughs> bad things. I've cast bounding creases non-ironically before. This is true. This is true. But I'm just saying, like, this card just is like, I am a combo boy. Figure out how to, like, combo with me. No, and, I think he's sweet. Yeah. So here, here's a... The three three mana, he's very comboable also. Yes. Like, it's not like it's five or six mana. It is very much, like, in that realm of, like, just uh, easy-peasy... Like I said, elf into this, and then like, you know, you get to untap your elf that first turn and cast something else. Yeah, the world's your oyster. Yeah, the world's your oyster. You can do it all. Um, let me see here. What is it? I just wanted to be sad for a second. Prime, how much has Prime Speaker Vranifer gone up and oh, oh, it's still only two dollars. Well, there you go. So that's good. It's good to know. Get in on that ground floor. Get on that $2 ground floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am not encouraging anyone to put all of their savings into <laughs> Prime Speaker Man Affairs, but... Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, no. But, just saying. Um, but yeah, like, this just has combo potential, and we know I love mm -hmm. me some combo potential. Oh, I know you do. I yeah. think he's sweet. Even yeah. outside of combo potential, I think he's useful and elf bald and like oh, yeah, grind like, a little bit. And I think it's just a sweet card. It's a like, cool design. Green black elves. Like you play this and then like like your a lot of your elves are free. Mm hmm And you're like her, like your heritage druid, you just slam that and you tap it for a bajillion and win the game. Mm-hmm. And then the, and the like can untap your arch druid for a bajillion more mana. Yeah, what is leaf crown druid? Where you just get to uh, like Go all, get another one. Yeah, all your elves just like cantrip. You're like, oh man, oh, I have no. Yes. That's the new one. That's not leaf crown. Yeah, it's leaf something, right? I thought leaf crown was the old one that lets you go get another lord. Oh gosh, I... or no, that's clan collar. Yeah. Leaf Crown Visionary? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay. I think. If, if this ever loads, it should be a Leaf Crown Visionary. Yes, Leaf Crown. I got part of it right. 50%. I'd, I'd be a Hall of Fame baseball player. Um, <laughs> I got the Leaf Crown right. Um, but, like, you just play this, and you're able to kind of, like, combo elves and just, like, draw a bunch of cards. It takes more mana, but... Your heritage druid is at that point just Gaia's cradle, basically, right? You draw that, you slam it, you tap it for like eight mana, you untap it, play a bunch of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, I think Tyvar will do some fun things. Yep. All right, we got one more card. Hit me. Ooh, I've been I've been banished behind the sword of Forge <laughs> and Frontier. What does this sword do? This is three mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from red and green. 
When equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, exile the top two cards of your library. You may play those cards this turn, and you may play an additional land this turn with an equip of two. Um, I don't think that, like, this isn't, I don't think it holds a candle to the original swords, mm. but this is, in my opinion, the best of the new swords. I mean, better than Hearth and Home? How dare uh, yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and whatever that, whatever the other new one was, the black that, red one that no one remembers. Something uh, malice, whatever. Yeah. Uh, sword of what? Does, what comes up for when I type sword of? Sinew here? and steel. Oh yeah, I think that was it. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sword of war and peace, hearth and home, feast and famish, truth and justice. Yeah. That's another one of the new ones, right? Fire and ice, sinew and steel. Yeah. Um. It's it, the the ones that you don't remember their names, you know, yeah. just like bangers. Like man, that was great. Um, light and shadow. Mm-hmm. Body and mind. The best limited sword. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it is probably the best of the the modern swords but like we had this issue where like if you put fire and ice in standard right now is it good enough yeah i I don't know right like we're in a different world where you can like tap three mana and look at your opponent and go like time walk go right right (laughs) and then the next turn you're like pay two please don't have instant speed of removal and your opponent goes, I don't. Like, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? Or, like, oh, hey, like, I equipped my two drop. And like, cool, I played a Shieldred. I'll block. Yeah. Eat your thing, and you will feel sadness and shame. And it's like, okay, thanks. Like, I just, like, it's good. I do not argue that, but it's just like, is it good it enough matter. in 2023? Right? Yeah. Like, does it matter? Like, yeah. you're going to open this in limited, and you're just going to, like, every time you put it on a creature, you're just going to win the game. Yeah. Right? It's not going to matter. It's going to be like, all right, cool. I'm going to smash you. I'm going to, like, draw two cards and play a land. And Yeah. But, like, I don't know the Constructed if it, like, works anymore, and that's sad, right? Like, those, yeah. those cards were iconic for years, and this yep. is <clears throat> maybe the closest to, like being one of the old ones mm-hmm. i think that to me this reads is one ability right the exile the top two cards of your library you may play an extra lane this turn yeah. it just feels like it's one ability like likely you're gonna play one of those lands yeah but no what i mean is like how can i right like fire and ice was like what was it like deal three draw a card mm-hmm Right, those felt like two distinct abilities. Like it feels like you could have put an extra ability on this card. Oh, I see what you mean. Like I know that like the red is the exile two yeah, and the green, and the is, green is, play is like land. play additional land. But it feels like there could have been like, you know, as with all things, gain three. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like something. Point spell or something. Yeah. Uh like as you're like, oh, it like deals damage, but like then you get like double red things, but like a green thing. Destroy an artifact or enchantment. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that 
might then be over the top, but like it just feels like it's one ability. Fights a creature with flying. Yeah, exactly. Destroy target creature with flying something. No, it's got to fight it. Fair. Punch it like right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's fine, but I just worry that there's like that's not the mag- kind of magic we play again. There's been. Oh, you're right. There's been a ton of times where we've like, this card's really cool, but I don't think we're allowed to play this kind of magic anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and this basically is... every time. Yeah. This is why we do this show, though. Because we're not allowed to play that kind of magic anymore? Well, because it's fun to talk about this stuff. and It is. Maybe save save people some wild cards and or yeah. store credit on pre-release weekend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get this sword of Forge in Frontier. Pump the brakes. Yeah, I know. I know. Fi- I know. Sophie is uh, is forty five dollars or whatever. But feast and famine, buddy. Feast and famine's where it's at. Feast and famine. Oh, feast and famine is forty four. Yeah. And I thought I saw Sophie. Uh, so feast and famine is forty four. That's the untap all the lands, right? Yep. And then. Oh man, I remember when Sophie was like the sword. Yep. Uh well no longer. The, the the double masters version is forty two. Oh, okay. Uh and then Yeah, I can't find the Yeah, the every version of Feast and Famine is over forty five dollars. So Feast and Famine does win. Okay, fine. Yep. Sad toast. <laughs> it used to not be. Yeah, but the I'm kind of partial to that one. The untap all the lands you control does do a lot of work. It does, yeah. I am playing commander, and all I want to do is untap all of my lands and tap them again. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you have congratulations. Done. Oh man, do you want a sword of Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, no thanks. I think I have one. It has protection from rogues and from clerics. Well, good. Yeah. Okay, okay I'm going to read this card just because. Okay, so Sword of Dungeons and Dragons. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from rogues and clerics. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create a 4-4 gold dragon creature token with flying and roll a d20. If you roll a 20, repeat this process. This card could have been printed in any standard legal set in the last three years. And we it would could have not. Why not? Because gold isn't a color. I read gold as like gold dragon. <laughs> not that it is a... That they're trying to make it a gold. Like, But there's no, ancient it, gold dragon. Right, but ancient gold dragon isn't the color gold. I guess yeah. I did not read it as the color gold, but yeah, if everything remember, else you in that unstable. Mm-hmm. There was a gold dragon token. I played zero, the... zero oh, okay. unstable, but like everything other than gold could have been in like any number yeah. of like standard legal sets. Oh, for sure, it could have been an a- AFR. Yeah. Um. We went from meme to the meme is now the game very quickly. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. Anyway, I think, is that all of our Phyrexia All Will Be One stuff? That's all we got. The um, I think we saved some time by not doing cycles. I don't 
think there were many cycles that were worth mentioning, so I didn't mention any. Fair enough. And I saved a bunch of time because those cycles I took like, up a lot of time at the end of the show. I like saving time. Yeah. So, with all this, I think we got a show. We have a show. So, um, if you would get us on social media, let us know um, what cards you're excited about, what cards uh, you would like us to talk about, anything else, because uh, we have another week before like the cards come out, right? I guess <laughs> they, they come out. Yeah, True they're not going to. This weekend. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. But they don't come to Arena till the following week. Uh, till Monday or Tuesday, I think. Okay. So we yeah. maybe we'll get to play with them a little bit before uh, uh, the uh, we'll see. before the show. Yeah. But like Brian said, hit us up on social media. Let us know how your pre-releases went. Yeah, please. Um, Any get anything cool? I'm gonna get out to any. So let me uh, let me live vicariously through you guys. Show me your sealed pools. I want to see them. You you need to uh, uh, show the picture of your opponent's face when you uh, when they block your Frixian Obliterator, and then you tell them to sack like ten permanents. <laughs> yes, and they go the like, only time where you uh, want to cast a pump spell on your opponent's creature. <laughs> exactly, uh, uh, Titanic growth. Yeah, my Obliterator now has uh, Annihilator Nine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Perfect. There was a video, gosh, uh, maybe right, right after Obliterator came to Arena, mm-hmm. uh, some streamer was playing, someone attacked with Obliterator, and they, like, blocked, and then all of their permanents went away, and they didn't know yeah. what happened. <laughs> <clears throat> they didn't read Obliterator? They did not read Obliterator, and they got obliterated. They did. Yeah, but, yeah, reach out to us on social media, let us know, send us sealed pools. Yeah. All that stuff. If you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is our TCG Player Affiliate link at tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. We know you're going to buy stuff from this set, so you might as well buy it from TCG Player and help support the show. Uh, the second way is through our Patreon at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to our pre-show, so it's twice the content for our patrons, even though the first part of it is uh, of questionable content i guess it's not scripted we don't it's just kind of us talking so if you like us talking you get more of it um patrons also get put on my mailing list for when i have cool stuff to send out to you guys i had some pretty sweet tokens made that i'll be sending out uh as this round of give back so if you want in on any of that chip a couple bucks in patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg show us how much we mean to you guys and we would really appreciate it yeah All right, so with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.